0: Well, welcome to this week's episode of The Deep Dive, where we are in our teaching series. It runs in the family, looking at what it means to be the church, uh, what we are called to be, and uh, today we are looking at the theme of uh, serve one another. As the church, we are called to serve one another. Uh, I am Brad. I uh, serve our online ministries, joined today by Pastor Terry and Pastor Chris. Mm-hmm. How you guys doing? Terry, you just got back I just from got back vacation. From
1: How was it? Vacation a week ago. Oh, it was fantastic. We had... Uh, Drove out to uh, the California coast, mm-hmm. so we the mm-hmm. great time. Did Highway One. Did Highway One mm-hmm. from San Francisco down to LA, which is my favorite place on the planet. I think.
0: Now you said you drove to the California. Yeah. Well, so
1: yeah, I, the only way we could afford to do <laughs> it is to drive. So yes, we had a lot of miles to get there, yeah. but
2: it's well worth well worth the drive. Yeah.
0: yeah. Chris, how are you doing today? How's stuff going out in St. Charles?
2: Yeah. Uh, stuff at St. Charles is going well. Fall is my favorite season. Football's around the corner. All things all are, good. Things are, are, are coming. Yes, awesome.
0: excited. So cool. mm-hmm. uh, well, today um, we're like I said, looking at this idea of what it looks like to serve one another. Why that's something that uh, we as Christians are uh, commanded mm-hmm. to do. Um, and then what that looks like in our unique context in the local church. Uh, but before we kind of dive into uh, a couple of the passages, I, I want to ask the relationship between uh, love one another and serve one another, because especially in the Galatians passage we're looking at, those both of those things show up. And I feel like
1: love has shown up in multiple of the weeks. So, so I guess. Yeah. yeah, I think as we kind of mentioned the first week, that love is kind of the overarching theme. Um, it's the same, really. We'll get to it a little bit later in Galatians when we do that in the fall. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. All these other things are sometimes mm-hmm. uh, the byproducts of love. So I think, you know, how we bear with one another, forgive one another, encourage one another, teach one another, and serve one another comes out of love. It's how we express that real love that's there. It takes something that can seem a little intangible and puts some legs to it.
2: Yeah. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. So if um, that is expressed um, through a lot of different ways, you know, obedience, service, like being two of the biggest ways obedience shows the love and the faithfulness towards God. And I think service, uh, yes, vertical, but service is very, like, horizontal in our the way that we show love to the church and those outside the church,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. and it's why we started right this series yeah. with yeah. You know, with love, love yeah. one another. Um, probably more than any, any of these others, love one another is the one that most frequently shows up. Yeah, in the New Testament,
1: and I think it shows the heart and the motivation. Of, of why we do things. You can serve, you, you know, as we talk, you could serve begrudgingly. You can serve because you have to. Uh, you People know what it's like to be served when someone doesn't want to do that. I mean, you, you know when someone's, like, throwing you a plate of food at a restaurant or something, and you don't, like, okay, there's not a lot of care. And I think Paul is just emphasizing that, too. Like, this is how we love. But it's an opportunity to really check our heart. How is our heart? Jesus did not go to the cross begrudgingly for us. You know, he went because God so loved the world and, you know, that we are to model that yeah. service and that serving loving heart to others. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, okay, well, so we're in Galatians chapter 5, um, verses 13, and then there's a couple other verses to follow. Um, Chris out at St. Charles, is Galatians, is that where you were this weekend as well?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. Just want to make sure that, you know, as we get started, you know, that I don't know, like last week, <laughs> I, I felt bad because we had, uh, we had two, we had 1 Thessalonians, we had James, we only had a couple minutes left for right. for James uh, to get that there at the end. Um, so, okay, so Galatians chapter 5, I'm just going to read verses 13, 14, and 15. And then there's a few ideas I want to unpack, especially from verse 13. Um, and, and we do have a Galatians series coming, coming up, up, and so yep. we'll spend more time with, with many of these themes. Um, but I do think I think we can talk about some stuff here that we probably won't um, as much in that series. So Galatians chapter five, starting verse 13, Paul writes this, for you were called to freedom brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. So we'll start in verse 13, uh, and then, yeah, especially there, there's a couple things in yeah, verse 15 like... that um, you know, we could probably hit on as well. But in verse 13, so he starts, For you were called to freedom, mm-hmm. brothers. I, this idea of calling, right, it says you were called. Um, I think we see uh, calling show up in different ways to mean different things throughout the New Testament. We use the this phrase often. Uh, mm-hmm. Almost to justify, I think things that we want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel God calling me to do That's this. Decent. What What is this idea of, like this biblical idea of calling? Um, mm-hmm. And then, so so big picture, and then specifically here, how is how is yeah. Paul using it?
2: So I think calling is where your wiring and skill set and design. Um, intersect with the soil in which God has planted you. Like, at that intersection is um, calling. And this can be affirmed by the need of those who call you. This can be affirmed through God opening doors where there would not otherwise be open doors. Um, But I do think Um, we lend ourselves to folly if we're expecting like the burning bush in our front yard, or we are expecting a grandiose, miraculous sign, like our initials written in the clouds or something of like, oh, this is your calling. When um, in reality, it's probably just going to lean more into how did God design us? Where has he placed us? And then what doors has he opened? Um, And if All three of those boxes are checked and it feels great in our prayer life and our spirit. Go for it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's the specific, you know, he calls us to specific things you see throughout the Old Testament, New Testament, you know, God calls people to specific Mm -hmm. things. He calls us all to some general things Mm -hmm. too, where there's an invitation. Uh, you know, John the Baptist, the voice of one calling in the world. You know, inviting people, and you know that there's this invitation. And this is what we'll spend a lot of time mm-hmm. in, in Galatians talking about the invitation to the freedom we have. And the the church in Galatia, you, you know, was going off rails. And one of the things Paul wants to do in Galatians is tell us uh, how to identify false teaching and help us to uh, defend true teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, So, you know, it's an invitation that we're not invited. We're invited to a freedom in God. We're invited not to bondage of trying to do better, try harder, you know, hit all the spiritual marks to be able to get to God. But that we're invited into this very intimate, profound relationship where God gives us the freedom to to walk out that relationship Mm -hmm. with him and obviously to use that freedom well to serve others so so kind of
0: things i'm hearing um invitation uh god initiating um there's this idea of of movement um a response right that's even required i, I do wonder though um kind of in light of even like romans was it romans 8 right you've been called you know those he called he's predestined those he's predestined right you have this kind of what what a uh, version of calling, right, um, is in scope there.
2: Yeah, in serve one another.
0: No, no, no. Sorry, in just in bigger picture, right? Okay. When God calls, yes. Um, what is our responsibility? Yeah. Is that making sense?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, I think adoption yeah. is like a really good word to use when we talk about how we are called out. Um, of our past, of our sin, of the broken and fallen state in which we lived. So when we're adopted into the family, then the responsibility for us is to reciprocate by then living in such a way that identifies with that family, right? So it's not just having the gospel doctrine. It's having the gospel culture. Like it's having the healthy family family values permeate mm-hmm. the system, in the the family, the brothers and sisters of all all tongues, tribes, and nations. Yeah,
0: is it fair to connect uh, calling and like God's sovereignty? Right? Are those two things related?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I think to Terry's earlier point, we there's specific callings and there's general calling. So, love God, love people make disciples, love one another, serve one another. Like, none of these we get to opt out. Like, these are all crucial threads that are going to run through God's plan for our lives in this era and then going into the new heavens and the new earth. Um, So within that, there's ones we can't opt out of, and there's then the specific callings that we have a little bit of room to move about the cabin, but we have some freedom to like, okay, serve one another. I can't opt out of that. But how I serve, um, maybe I do have some agency in that, right? So I have agency within that framework, and God's going to work all of this together. He's going to weave it all in the tapestry. That's going to be the bigger story. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So in this verse, um, called to freedom, right? To freedom. That's the the indirect object. Um, you know, advantage there. That's an interesting thing to be called to, right? Like, what what is Paul talking about here when he's talking about freedom? Because I think that in the American church, especially, right? We yeah. in the USA, right? We love freedom. Mm-hmm. I think we often connect. Uh, American liberty, you know, freedom yeah. to freedom that is found in the New Testament because it's the same word, right? Yeah. So what else
1: could be, you know, he talking about? Well, there's always the challenge, and, and this is what we'll spend some time in Galatians talking about. It's the fine line uh, between legalism following certain rules, doing certain things. This is why they're biting, devouring each other. You have to do this and speak this way and go to this service and pray this way and, you know, follow all these rules. There's this legalism versus liberty, which is freedom to a, a great extent. Um, you know, that that freedom is, is, you know, really the opportunity to um, to <laughs> to not be imprisoned. Freedom is not being imprisoned by faults. Uh um, legal thing you know not being presented falsely it's being you know free to be who we are in God and Paul is doing this The the problem in Galatians, they were moving back to how do you follow Jesus and here's all the rules and regulations and all the things you have to which was so oppressive and mm-hmm. you had no freedom no joy mm-hmm. in that obviously there are people who well you, you know I accept Jesus and I'm just going to live up my own Paul ignores you know says that's not good too but it's how to live in the freedom in the relationship uh, of what to do and in that freedom out of loving god we're free to love god respond to god who has served us the way that we serve him is through practically Mm -hmm. serving other people those Mm -hmm. who are close So we're, we're free to be able to do that. I mean, I don't think, you know, it's so oppressive if we have to live our life, like, okay, who does God call me to serve? Who's the one person I'm supposed to serve? And I better find the right person. Mm -hmm. And that's probably part of what was going Mm -hmm. on there. It's like, I'm free to serve. I'm free to follow the spirit of God. God calls Mm -hmm. me to serve. I'm gonna, I'm gonna serve out of love and see who God calls me to Mm -hmm. today.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I think Piggyback off that, liberty is one if, if not the greatest values, like underpinning values um, of American culture. Yeah. And that is not true of the Bible. Say more about that. Yeah. So let's look at Paul. What's he call himself? A doulos, a Mm -hmm. servant. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, That's interesting. That doesn't seem like the most liberty thing. Uh, Covenantal love. Well, if we were designed for pure unrestrained liberty, we could just leave the covenant at any point with no, like, recourse. Um, And so we breathe and we swim in the value of unrestrained liberty, and if you are going to infringe on my liberty at any point, that is an unkindness or an evil. Um, So this is an Americanism. This cannot be found in the Bible.
0: Yeah. No, that's, that's good. And that's hard. Right. Yeah. It's hard because what we want it to mean is I can do whatever I want whenever I want and no one else can tell me anything otherwise. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's why I think the scripture was called license. Right. That you're it's all about me Mm -hmm. and what I want and I can do that. You know, biblical liberty is really out of my relationship with God, the calling, you know, Paul, that you know, there's, there's a slave, and then the idea of a bondservant where mm-hmm. someone willingly chooses out of love for their master to, to serve them. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, very much the biblical image that we're not obligated to serve, mm-hmm. uh, but we choose out of love mm-hmm. because the master has been so kind. Mm and served us that we
2: want to mm-hmm. spend our life serving mm-hmm.
1: the master. Yeah. yeah.
2: So within the Christian framework, like love one another as yourself. Um, so in that framework, um, it's actually not designed for you to um, act upon the liberty to hate your neighbor. Right. Yeah. Like that's actually yeah. intentional. Yeah, On purpose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I love, so I love how Paul starts this, just this verse here. For you were called two freedom brothers, right? So um, there's a God sovereign, right? God has initiated, he's invited um, action for the purpose of, to the end of uh, our freedom, right? God initiates relationship with us for the purpose of freeing us. Yeah. And what's going to follow is a, is a command that Paul gives. Uh, but in between there, he uses the word brothers. And so he's grounding all of this in, Just this very familial, uh, relational language because it's Paul's going to give a command. He's not above the command, right? He is... um, he is including himself in that. And actually, even in writing this, he's probably got his what he is doing in mind as he is serving uh, this group. Um, and then so he goes on. He says, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. So let's ground in on this, this serve word. Obviously, you guys both you know, spoke on it this weekend. Um, simply speaking, what does it mean to serve someone else? And then... Um, you know, in the, in the scope of the, this series, we're using the one another's. So within the church, uh, why is it important to serve one another in the church? And then is there a distinction between serving those inside the church and serving those in the community around us?
1: Okay. So that's five that's, questions. That's a lot of questions. <laughs> yes. Well, I think, you know, to be basically serving is probably simply seeing a need and meeting it, you know, is there a need, uh, and meeting it and, uh, You know, fascinated by this Old Testament story of David in the wilderness. He was being hunted down. He's outside of Bethlehem. The Philistines have surrounded Bethlehem. He's near there. He has some sort of uh, moment of reflection where, you know, it was his hometown. He's like, I I just would love a drink of water from the well. Like, I'd love just a drink. You know, it probably brings back memories. That's his hometown. It's like... It's so, so good. Uh, It's like I used to live in California. It's like, I just want to go see the ocean again. You know, there's something nostalgic about that. And so a couple of these mighty men, right? I I don't think David was commanding them or saying, but a couple of these mighty men, they sneak in, they go through the garrison, they, you know, seek through the fields, give them some water. And then David's like, it's, Realizing how they had served him, he's like, I'm not even worthy of it. This. This, mm-hmm. is, this is worship to God. And he pours it out as a drink offering uh, to God. But I, I think that's such, they, you know, what if we lived in that? It's like, uh, it wasn't a desperate need. It wasn't like he was going to die. But out of love for people, it's like, okay, I'm, you know, someone has a need, mm-hmm. someone has a desire, even. I'm going to meet that. And I think that's, we do that reciprocally. In the church. So seeing a need, seeing a mm-hmm. desire, like that. and meeting that. Meeting needs. Yeah. yeah.
0: Meeting meeting the needs of someone
1: else. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, it's good. I mean, we're always going to have needs in the church.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And our city's always going to have needs yeah. that the church can step into, kind of more outside the walls. So mm-hmm. I think both of those, if either one of those get neglected, then I think you end up in an unhealthy place.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 For sure. What's the... So Paul here in this in this verse, um, it's a command, right? It's an imperative. I think often we look at imperatives as suggestions, yeah. you know. And then yeah. how, like, That's so easier. it's easier. It feels good. Uh, we even can find ways to justify it, right? But what do we do with this as a as a command? Like, how? Whenever you're preaching these texts like these, talking to the body how do we speak about the commands of God in a way that's winsome and inspiring? Um, because every, I mean, every month we have a, hey, there's ways to surf, right? It shows up in our weekly email. We show, it shows up on our digital displays. It shows up in, you know, different places in promotion. Yeah. Um, it feels weird to tell people what to do. Yeah. And yet it's the role of the pastor preacher to to do that and it's not obviously you telling
1: them it's it's yeah. explained right. words so oh, right. yeah and i think it's a challenge i mean i think that's the preaching challenge is like every week we can guilt somebody into something else you know there's more than enough command i mean even over the last while you, you know looking at all these commands that i think the one and others are commands they're not suggested uh this one it does you know what does the church need? How do people feel apart? How do they serve one another? I mean, I, I think one of the mysterious elements uh, of uh, of the whole one another series is that it's not well. You go and serve. It's also you've got to be served. Mm-hmm. Which which Paul does. You know, he many of his letters, as people have given him gifts, they've sent money, they've sent people to help him, they've served him, and he's served. There's a reciprocal nature. Uh, of that. And I think that's part mm-hmm. of are we willing to be served and to serve at the same time? And where do we find that out? And of course, the church needs people to mm-hmm. serve, you, you know, to build the infrastructure so the church can really reach and become who God has called us to be. We need people who are yeah. serving. So it is a challenge. Yeah, it's not optional. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, what is God calling
2: you to do yeah. here? Yeah, and I think the irony is sometimes we can feel like man, I don't wanna feel like the guy that's just asking people for something. Um but ironically I Because people I'll, see through that. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. They don't wanna just be used.
2: Right. But I think ironically, there are people that are waiting to be called to more like they're stagnant, like they're stuck, like they actually want to be called to more. They want to be given opportunity. I mean, at St. Charles campus, we're so small, I just get to use the excuse of, um, which is legitimate, like we're so small, like we need you. Like we have, to, right? If like, you don't do this, it's not getting done. Right, like like yeah. we need every ma- yeah. like hand on deck, mm-hmm. you know?
1: So, um, yeah. Yeah, and maybe we sometimes, you know, Uh, we're going to do something later this fall just to thank and celebrate our our volunteers and people who have served, Mm -hmm. you know, and there are people who serve, you know, I think, you you know, our our whole youth ministry, right? It's people who have been leaders for students from sixth grade through 12th grade. I Mm -hmm. mean, that's seven years Mm -hmm. these volunteers have faithfully, faithfully been with like, that's something to celebrate. And that's, That's a major thing. Probably people need a bit of a break after that. You know, people give up their vacations. I know people use their vacation time to go to summer camp to be with these youth, like what people do. But obviously, the sense of value and the reward of what God has done, you know, is what Paul says in Ephesians 2.10. You know, we are God's workmanship created for good services Mm -hmm. for good work god's created us Mm -hmm. for things and it's part you know it really is loving to invite someone into a serving opportunity Mm -hmm. so they can experience that and use their their gifts and it is so true sometimes people are waiting Mm -hmm. you know for that invitation and that's a great you know Sarah. i'm
0: glad you said the word gifts um how what's the relationship between gifts and serving Right. Does there have to be like whether it's a spiritual gift or a natural gift or are there things that just I mean, we hate to use the expression, you just need a warm body. But there are some things that you just need people. <laughs> right. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. Well, I think if you have a spiritual gifting and it's never being used, um, I don't think you're ever going to live in the fullness of like who you were designed and created to be. Uh not only like you yourself as an individual, but even more importantly within the covenant community, the people of God. Um, And so there's talents and there's spiritual gifts. These are different, but we want to use both of them, Mm -hmm. like having a beautiful singing voice, right? Mm -hmm. That's not a spiritual gift, Mm -hmm. but like we want you to use that talent. And so um, I think when we're using the ways, the things God has given us and the ways designed us to the utmost, that's when we feel most alive. You know, like a Christmasism, right? It's like, it's better to give than to receive, right? We hear that all the time, Christian and non-Christians use this. Well... Um, I really like receiving. There's Yeah, <laughs> we really like receiving. Yeah. Um, but it does feel great to serve and to give. Like, there's that sense of... You know, I don't know if it's accomplishment or just like being who we were created to be, but it's not just true for Christmas. Like all year round, there is truth into the kind of cliche of it is better to give than to receive. Yeah.
1: I think, again, as the general specific, you know, we, we're all called to share our faith, We're you know, but some people have a spiritual gift of sharing their faith. That's mm-hmm. a spiritual gift. So some can equip or teach or help people do that. Mm-hmm but we don't say well I'm not going to share because I'm not gifted that the bible doesn't give us that that out we you know we're invited to serve and share in a number of different ways but sometimes there is a sweet spot or there's a place where we really experience uh, god's favor in our life when yeah. we work in, in the in the area of giftedness that he's given us yeah that's
0: really good that's really good well i want to ask you guys about something else in verse 15 we have mm-hmm. a couple minutes um i feel like this is Paul being prophetic in a way, or maybe it's just people being people and church being church, but verse 15, but if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Um, Obviously he has something specific in scope here. Um, But man, if you're around, if you're on Twitter, if you're around the Christian larger culture, um, we see Christians hurting one another, right? There's stories that, you know, coming out of Mars Hill and Willow Creek and some of these kind of like really prominent um, churches, but there's also stories coming out of smaller churches that don't get told, but we, we've, we've all heard them. Um, Yeah. What do we do? What do we do with this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this is, you know, the church was imploding in Galatia for because it was becoming divided, different group, you know, kind of people who wanted to go back to more Jewish traditions, Gentiles and others who experienced their freedom. So they're, I'm right, you're wrong, you have to follow me, you know, this is the way it is. I think there was a lot of biting and devouring, you know, what happens. And it eventually just does implode. You mm-hmm. become um, consumed by it. And so I think that's the important part of the one another. Do we look, how do we look at, if we see people by their political party or by a particular secular aspect, um, we are always going to feel like we're enemies mm-hmm. as opposed to we see people as in the image of God, as their image bearers, as Christ is in them, that, that God is using them. They're part of what God is using me to love and encourage one another. Am I willing to listen to them because Christ is mm-hmm. is in? At least doesn't mean we agree. Doesn't mean that we can't share. But I, I think it's you know the noise uh, of our culture is just you know we're talking over each other and nobody's yeah. listening. But am I willing to love, honor, respect, bear with, forgive, uh, and you know next week pray with one another.
2: Yeah, yeah I think to truly be. Um, one who serves, you have to love and care for people who are outside of your tribe. Mm -hmm. And we have become so tribal that um, that is very difficult. And it grieves all of us. I mean, I wish I could sit here and say, like, the church is less divisive than the culture. It's not. Mm -hmm. We have taken the idol from their sanctuary and we've put it in ours
1: and that's not easy i mean it's hard you you know people that we may fundamentally disagree with or see something different uh than us you know i think we have opportunities in our culture to be able to share and say here's what i feel or here's what i believe but it's when we start seeing them as as enemies and cancel them and Mm -hmm. write them off or you're an evil person you you know then it's just going to come back and consume us Good stuff, guys. Uh,
0: thanks for this conversation. Um, uh, this whole series, I've really enjoyed. Just as we've talked, you know, often it's 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 easy to look at the things um, and the ways that the church doesn't measure up or stand up. But I think the reminders of the the good things, the positive things, the things that we want the church to be known for, has been a really it's been an encouragement to me. And so hopefully, it's been an encouragement to our church as well. Um, Again, uh, thank you guys for joining us for this week's Deep Dive as we talked about what it looks like to serve one another and the importance of that. Um, Next week, as Terry mentioned, we're going to be talking about uh, praying with and for one another. And so look forward uh, to that conversation next week. Hope you guys have a great week.
2: Thanks for listening to The Deep Dive, a Calvary Church Media Productions podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.